Five in the morning, I get up, go to the gym, and block them out of it. That's fucking crazy. Get home showered, then see the kid. Oh, hey, everybody. That seamless segue tells you it's time for the Film Pigs podcast. That's badass, though. You get up at five, and you go work out. Yeah, And then you come back and see your kid, and then you go to work. Yeah. I would never do that. Uh, uh, Well, I'm dumb. Uh, I'm your host, Stephen Falk. This is the Film Pigs podcast. As I said, I'm joined here by fellow Film Pigs, Steve Skelton. Hello. And Todd Robert Anderson. Hey, what's up, everybody? And we're going to leap right into our first section. This is a, a podcast where we talk about movies, and our first section is called Movie News. This is where we send out our crack team of journalists. Well, usually they're they're more like journalism students and interns and a lot of assorted bloggers, mm-hmm. uh, assorted. Uh, I lean on the bloggers. There's a lot of a lot of yeah. a lot of uh, like um, like product tweeters, like people who just it's their job to tweet. Like they have to do about twelve to fourteen tweets for Charmin every day. I have a Charmin person. Uh, I have someone who works for Freeform. I go through a lot of toilet paper. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Freeform, I have. I do too, but not team. for this. Uh, I have uh, uh, Amco, double AMCO. Oh, nice. Her tweets are pretty funny, and that's why I hired her actually. But let's uh, let's start with Steve Skelton. What 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 movie news uh, tidbit did your crack team of of experts uh, dig up? My crack team of experts dug up this news tidbit uh, as part of the ongoing topsy-turvy world of crazy news, things that no longer make any sense, down is up, black is white. Dogs and cats Dogs are and humping. cats are living together. Mass hysteria. Variety reports that Woody Harrelson reveals he gave up pot after partying, partying too effing hard. Many might imagine that Woody Harrelson and a joint could be two inseparable entities, and for 30 years, it looks like that was indeed possibly the case. But uh, now, That's a weird lead. Yeah, uh, but now the actors revealed he stopped smoking almost a year ago because it felt it was keeping him from being emotionally available. Interesting, because his next movie, big movie, is the Han Solo standalone movie. Yeah. His and, career is... Uh, it was it, it had hit the doldrums before Zombieland, and it's come Zombieland, roaring back. Yeah, he's now in he's in games. Yeah. but now he's only doing. He's like big intellectual franchise. property he's like franchise. IP, man. Yeah, yeah. Now he does say, "I don't have a problem at all with smoking. I think it's great." He just seems to feel like he's done more than enough of it. Well, look, I, I respect cool. that. Yeah. I think it's stupid, but I respect. <laughs> it. He'll be back. He'll be back. <laughs> Just wait for that glaucoma to kick in, you know. Sure, Todd. What can what can I what can we uh, rely on you to tell us? Um, <laughs> you can rely on me to tell you this. Um, there has been a ultra gory kind of Euro trashy remake of the classic uh, Herschel Gordon Lewis picture, Blood Feast floating around out there for quite some time and you'll be happy to know it has gotten a distributor and it now has a u.s theatrical release date of april 28th who uh what what country made it i don't know portugal and i don't care but what i did see on the internets was images of it and it looks disgusting (laughs) and uh i just saw the belco experiment so i'm super excited that this is happening only you know a month later um and so i'm gonna start working out uh i'm gonna i'm gonna watch hostile part two i'm gonna watch saw five and a bunch of shit like that to really get the the goriest the goriest the goriest stuff 
Yeah. Dead, dead Alive? Uh, well, I was trying to stick to the more, because um, Blood Feast is about a guy who uh, accidentally ingests human uh, flesh yeah. and then gets a taste for it. Sure. So uh, I was sort of looking more into the I was in a really big kick of Big League Chew for a while. <laughs> I tried Big League Chew and I just could not get enough. Yeah, Big League Chew is good. Yeah, and you need you need that like yeah. that like stringy gummy yeah, like good. goodness in your mouth. And you pull it out of the pouch. Yeah. You know? Uh-huh. Like, yeah, it's like, like tobacco, but it's not tobacco. Yeah, and you then feel kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. It's like that, right? It's super juicy. It's like that. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just getting ready. I'm really excited. About I kind of have that, like with, but with alcohol. <laughs> yeah, I have that too. Yeah, I'm also drinking. I'm drinking and watching uh, really violent horror movies that don't have a supernatural element. I do like the. Uh, oh, I get, it, I get it. I, I do like the, uh, the 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 thing in movies, the trend towards being able to drink in them. Yes. Oh, I, yeah. I think there's a po- there's there's no oh. negative here. When my wife Hillary and like I go to the my movies, wife. Well, my <laughs> wife, we go to the movies. We always go to the ArcLight because you yeah. can get a beer. Well, I usually, mm-hmm. I mean, I've I've been sneaking beers in movie theaters. No, I know, and you don't have to do that anymore. You don't do that. Except you don't have to live in shame anymore. You're right. a, a major uh, Hollywood yeah, major, showrunner yes. producer. Yeah, you yeah. can't be sneaking booze into movies. You get caught. You got to go to Fucking a place that anyway. just lets you bring it in. Because then it's going to be that embarrassing video. Do you know who I am? Spilling the cans. <laughs> Dude, there's so many of those out there. <laughs> Already. Well, this is related to our theme, so I bring this uh, this little piece of news. But uh, the tracking board is reporting that uh, that Paradigm uh, is out shopping a hot spec. There used to be there used to be a lot of specs, and now there's not many. But right. this one is a princesses movie spec. Uh, described as a female-driven Avengers featuring classic fairy tale princesses. Oh, I read about that. So basically, like. Um, uh, 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 there, there are, um, they're all iconic public domain princesses. Mm-hmm. Cause when you think about it, these Disney princesses, they're yeah. mostly public domain. Yeah. And so, um, uh, the, this guy was like, fuck it. I'm just going to make a big spec with all of them. That's a good <laughs> idea. Up. And, uh, and, and Disney's going to basically have to preemptively buy it. Yeah. I imagine. To maintain their brand. To maintain the princess brand. Uh, so they're probably pretty pissed off. You know, the 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 Mouse House likes to. There are they're in a constant fight to try to keep Mickey Mouse from going into yeah, yeah. public domain. He well, did, that's why copyright then, laws have been extended. So yeah, much. they they because they, they spend Disney. so much fucking money. Yeah, and now that Disney's basically printing money, the copyright laws are going to keep getting pushed and pushed yeah. and oh, pushed yeah. farther and farther. That's messed um, up. But unfortunately, they can't stop this. So. What we should do immediately is look at every Disney movie, look at anything that's in the it's public domain, to... and just fucking write a spec. Yeah, write that's a spec. Did they did they get idea. Mickey but not Donald? I'm writing the Donald Duck fucking uh, like Duck Hunt, like someone's trying to shoot Donald Duck. It's like, it's like Die it's Hard like, but with a duck. It's like it's like uh, it's like <laughs> Shooter. Duck, duck Hard. It's like Shooter but with a duck. That's awesome. <laughs> I would actually watch that. Hey, before we move on, I I just have. Uh, kind of a follow-up because i i mentioned in a past podcast that i was sort of excited about bad boys 3 yeah because it wasn't being directed by michael bay it was being directed i remember you saying yeah and i just wanted to report that joe carnahan is no longer directing bad boys 3 he's left the project he's left the project uh there's no replacement as of yet 
Oh, it's dead. So uh, if it comes out, I'd say skip it. Dead movie, dead movie. Dead movie, dead movie. What you gonna do when it doesn't come out? Maybe he saw that like Christmas movie that Will Smith was in and was like, fuck this. Yeah, it was a collateral damage. (laughs) Collateral beauty. Beauty. He's left the project. Oh, artistic differences? No, he's just left the project. It was just time to go. <laughs> it's a bad boys movie. Yes, yeah, not artistic difference. He watched the first two and realized, no. Wait, oh, wait what did minute. I sign oh, up for? Yeah, wait, oh, wait, no. I, no. Re- I thought this was something else. I'm sorry. I thought this was that Sean Penn thing. That was a deep cut. You guys, that uh, song that we had lovingly crafted for us by our, our friend Charles, uh, Charles uh, D'Amato. You did um, great work. Thanks, yeah. Charles. Yeah. Uh, he. Um, uh, it signals that this is the time where we're going to talk about our theme. A theme? Oh, a theme. A theme. Like theme songs? Uh, like a theme of uh, of, of our, our podcast this week about movies. Like so, when you have to write a paper. Like a paper. But first, before we go into this, <laughs> have you seen Tickled? No, I want to. I haven't seen Tickled. They, they, they talk about it all the time on Doug Loves Movies, and I really want to say it. Watch Tickled. Is it on? Is it? Where can HBO. I, it's HBO, on HBO Go. HBO Go. HBO Go. Okay, yeah. No, go I got it. To and then HBO there's a featurette go. called The Tickle Man, and it's a further little little follow-up, 20 minutes long. I'll watch that. Dude. Is it crazy? Yeah. But really good and entertaining? Loved it. Is it off-putting at all? Does it make you feel icky? I mean, sort of, but not really. It's not like... Okay. No. It's not like disturbing. It's just No, like, it's oh. not disturbing. But it's it's awesome. Okay. It's fun. We'll Watch check it. So our theme are, uh, is, and we've touched on this topic, but this is more specific, a little more specific, but this is Cinematic Universe Writer's Room. Oh, boy. Hmm. Right. So there's been a trend, obviously, um, as uh, Hollywood is... Moving away from uh, original ideas and single movies <laughs> towards you know these these big multiverses, this shared universe, right? right. So, so everything's about we've mentioned for IP, intellectual property. Uh, movies need to have mental real estate already for them to come out because that's half the marketing you know work has been done already. Oh, yeah. I know that. Thing. I know that thing. Yeah, fuck the hundred million dollars that Get Out made. <laughs> fuck it. Yeah, you know, and and obviously. <laughs> Obviously, there's a lot of there's 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 many many examples of things that that aren't uh, intellectual property that work. There are many many things uh, that are intellectual property that don't work. Um, there's lots of problems with this whole model. There's lots of um, there's a overvaluing of intellectual property that a was way before any of the target demos were alive or aware. Uh-huh. So it has very very like. Uh, tiny bit of actual intellect in that property and uh um or th- or like a foreign film for example mm-hmm. like the the assumption from the marketing teams being i guess that if you hear that something was a hit in France 7 years ago um like if the uh uh what is that the improbables or whatever it's called ever comes out that then naturally American audiences are going to want to see it, which Mm -hmm. is just not the case. Uh, I don't think, but there must be some sort of value in it. Anyway, so as a Hollywood blockbuster model completes the shift from trilogies to a theoretically infinite series of mutual supporting installments, uh, film franchises are increasingly importing the concept 
directly from television of the writer's room. Right. Right. So they're so to help them bang out ideas and, and break story for the mythology behind these shared universes, right? So so imagine a company realizes they have different properties that they think have some connective tissue, like the universe original monsters. The universal monsters. So you're talking about people creating these universes. I'm talking uh, cobbling them together. Right. So it's not always creating. Um, sometimes there is yeah. a lot of backstory. Uh-huh. Well, for example, um, the Star Wars franchise has their story group. Which right. is like the, the, the writer's room at the top of the franchise that juggles. Yeah. And, and you know, uh, so, so so whatever. So, yes, they're, they're cobbling together um, IP at certain levels. Like, um, I can't remember which one it is, but we'll talk about the different ones. But one has already a corporate Bible. I think it's Hasbro for their, yeah, for their, for their underlying fucking uh, mythology. You know, but some Hasbro does. Yeah, well, Transformers and GI Joe. Dude, Transformers has a mythology because that's not clear if you watch any of those. Well, we'll, 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 you know, we'll talk about that. We'll, we'll talk about the clarity and the importance of said mythology. Good, 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 good. So here are here are set your mind at ease. (laughs) From from uh, all I could do, all my research uh, could could bring up. So. You hear more and more about these writers' rooms uh, staffing up. I'm going to read what they are and and just some of the names or at least the properties they've worked on before. So you know what caliber of person we're talking about. Universal Monsters, right? So we're talking Uh Tom Cruise versus The Mummy, which is coming out. And that Dracula, that last Dracula movie was part of Dracula Untold? Yeah. Was it? It Or were they going to drop it? It was in theory the first of them. But but we're talking like Wolfman. But what about I, Frankenstein? That wasn't. That was not. That was not. We're talking about Frankenstein, Van Helsing, uh, Dracula. Sure, sure. The Universal guys. The Universal guys. So it's... um, uh, it's being spearheaded by Kurtzman and Morgan, the um, uh, Alex Kurtzman, who does Transformers right, right. and Fast and Furious, uh, Chris uh, Chris Morgan. Um, and the Mummy is going to be the first one. Kurtzman directed it. but uh, So they, they assembled a, a, a brain trust of screenwriters. It includes uh, the guy who wrote Prisoners, guy who wrote Men in Black, um, a guy uh, who wrote, created the TV show Fargo, Noah Hawley. Oh, um, oh, that's good. Uh, uh, yeah. And um, so they have their 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 group that are that are basically working on that now. These, from what I can tell, but, these. But I don't mean to interrupt. But the, if it's being spearheaded by the guy behind the Transformers mythology and the guy behind Fast and the Furious mythology, there's no way it's going to be consistent. Well, I think those that, mythologies simply aren't, especially Fast and the but Furious. Here's what I'll and say, I love that franchise. But, but. but here's what I'll say: I think this is an attempt. To spend money to try to get ahead of the issue that came with Fast and Furious, where they go down the line, sequel after sequel, and they start to lose any any basis in logic. Yeah, end up having sure. to oh. so they're trying to do it before, and... so they don't fall into yeah. that. So they don't start just making like like a uh, 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 Vin Diesel and The Rock like family when they were antagonists three installments ago. Yeah, but that's kind of what I like about no, those Whatever. Movies. Okay. You can't please Todd. You just can't please Todd. Anyway, okay. So then, then okay. So <laughs> no, then we can't. have Legendary, uh, the sort of Japanese or Chinese, Chinese company. Um, they're monsters, right? They're King Kong. Right. Yeah. 
Right. So um, you have uh, people behind uh, Star Trek's uh, um, Mm -hmm. Maze Runners, Pacific Rim, uh, Transcendence, Alien Covenant, uh, World War Z, Sensei, uh, a bunch of different like sci-fi type type guys. And, you know, we obviously had King Kong Skull Island, the, the Godzilla from 2014 was part of that. We're going to have Godzilla versus um, King Kong, Kong yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Okay, DC, obviously that's um, kind of a sputtering franchise. It's good in TV, but it's kind of... Yeah, kind of it, You have Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Steel, Suicide Squad, which kind of... which Wonder, Dawn of Steel? Dawn of Justice, sorry. I uh, want to see Dawn of Steel. Wonder Woman, Justice League. That's the, what Michael Keaton calls it. The Flash, Aquaman, Shazam, Cyborg, Green Lantern, uh, and then the untitled uh, standalone Batman, right. untitled standalone Superman. The Batman, Colin Ben Affleck did not direct this. Yeah. Um, uh, and you have a, a bunch of different people. They don't quite have the same room stru- structure as I could tell, but but maybe maybe they need to or or will. Uh, Star Wars. Similarly, um, they have they have Simon Kinberg kind of oversees. He's like a con- creative consultant, um, but he has people like uh, Michael Arndt uh, who did Toy Story right. and Lawrence Kasdan, obviously yeah. who did the original um, uh, uh, Empire. Empire, yeah, and Jedi, you wrote Jedi, and Lord and Miller who have, have their hands in a few of these things, and they have access. To They're all the kicking Pixar around, yeah. People. And then there's a lot yeah. of ancillary guys yeah. who are the Gareth uh, Andrews and. Did you guys uh, mention Kasdan was? Involved in dream catchers? No, we didn't. We didn't. <laughs> just, to, important, I just want to throw that. Out anyway, there. I'll I'll fly through a couple. Marvel obviously is sprawling, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, Hasbro. So Hasbro is interesting. Uh, so they, they 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 have a plan for a universe uh, of GI Joe, Micronauts, Visionaries, uh, Mobile Armored, Strike oh, Command, Mass, and Rom. Uh, I haven't heard of most of these. I, I, I uh, don't. GI Joe is GI Joe is the only one I know. Yeah, me too. Uh, Are those all from the 80s? So Akiva Goldman. 80s. Well, Micronauts is from the 70s. Oh. Okay, so Akiva Goldman, who's like a big like Oscar nominee, yeah. like big, big guy. He's in charge of such people as Michael Chabon, uh, the, the novelist. Um, Wait, who, this is the Hasbro? Yes. Who took a swing. Michael Chabon took a swing at Superman, I believe, because he's a comic book guy. Yeah. Adventures yeah. of Cavalier and Clay. So you have Brian K. Vaughn from uh, Why the oh, Last Stand. Yes. Nicole Perlman, who wrote Gardens of Galaxy. Um, uh, Luke Cage showrunner uh, Chio Coker uh, Spider-Man Homecoming writers Black Panther writer uh, Dark Tower writer like uh, Tomb Raider writer you have some heavy hitters at, at the Hasbro wow. it's also um, there's no word if it's going to be integrated into also Akiva Goldman's Transformers universe um, uh, or if there's any if there's going to be any attempt and I'm the answer is yes <laughs> so far to revive uh, Battleship or Gem and the Holograms which which shit the bed. Um, it did, yeah, because they did a gem in the holograms, yeah. And it was uh, and, and Battleship. And Battleship, yeah. No, I saw a Battleship. With Liam Neeson. Um, and uh, 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 so um, just to... Uh, Kiva Goldman was asked about the writer's room, how it works. He kind of explained the first priority would be to figure out the next sequel. Then uh, have something scripted to be ready to shoot. Then they're all, then they're, all the writers will come away with a movie treatment to write. So they'll all write a treatment, right. and then the writers will have the first cracks at writing the script for the treatment. If it gets, if it gets uh, the approval from Paramount, Michael Bay, Spielberg, Hasbro, and all the Jesus various, various producers, how right. is anything going to get made? Well, is that the? I mean, that's the question. Is that the reason, or is it you have three weeks' work and we're going to give you 
$400,000 and the first crack at writing a script yeah. for 1.5 versus that's, that's a good deal. Three. I mean, I'll do that. I, I wasn't saying I'd turn it for down half the work. Uh, yeah, I'll do it for half. Other rooms, um, and I <laughs> I'll won't, split I, half with him. <laughs> other rooms, I'm not going to list the people involved. Avatar. Yeah, Cameron did the same. Uh, they pushed that release date back another year. Yeah, but he did. But Cameron did like because he's got what three sequels? Four. Yeah. I thought it was four. Then, four so Avatar, I don't want to mention. Yeah, I don't want to mention the Avatar guys just because uh, there's a bunch of them and they're dumb. Um, <laughs> The guys or the avatar? Well, no. One, one Josh Friedman, I, I actually love. He wrote, wrote War of the Worlds, and he did the, um, the Sarah, Connor Chronic, Sarah Connor Chronicles. Oh, yeah. And he's I a like great that. guy. Oh, I like he, that, he, he that wrote, show. He's, like the fun, he's the, one of the nicest men in the world. Then other universes um, or planned slash rumored universes include X-Men, which you know you could argue also spans to TV and... and and but then they say, well, that's not canon. A lot of this stuff is like the TV's not canon. Right, it's too hard to it's keep kinda, it all. That's kind of how Warner's been treating the DC. And, yeah, exactly. Um, They're separate, separate worlds. Ghost Corp, which Channing Tatum is a producer of, and that's this the Ghostbusters universe oh, that has been God. has been mentioned. No word if it's been updated since mm. the the Lady movie didn't do that way. Actually, uh, Ivan Reitman just said that. They're planning on going ahead. They're going forward, expanding sure, the Ghostbusters. Uh, J- Jump Street, believe it or not, has because uh, they were gonna try. Are they still trying to do that? Well, they're trying Men to fold black in crossover. Men in Black. There's 23 Jump Street, Men in Black, the an untitled spinoff, a female version that the Molinos um, from Bob's Burgers are supposed to be doing, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Lego as a universe because mm-hmm. you have the Lego sequel, sense. Lego Batman movie, um, uh, untitled Ninja Go film. Uh, Billion Blick, Brick Race, Valiant Comics, which are the Bloodshot and yeah. Harbinger Wars. Yeah, they're trying to start up. Other people, uh, Call Marvel. of Duty has been rumored. Uh, Hanna Barbera has been rumored. Knights of the Round Table have, has been rumored. Knights of the yeah, Round and, Table, uh, well, public domain. So. Uh, well, yeah, and, sure. Uh, but... M Night Shyamalan uh, standalone universe. Well, yeah, because he's trying to do his Unbreakable. He's trying to do yeah, his he's own, done, Unbreakable well, he, universe. Yeah. Okay, so. This all sounds. Are you like exhausted? It's, yeah. yeah, it. I've just, I'm so tired. I feel like I've put my own head up my own ass at this point. <laughs> so here's the here's a, a and there have been a lot of like feature film collectives other than universes. There have been many attempts to form like sort of de facto studios by getting like ten heavy hitting writers together and forming this like company that then goes to the studio to say. It, you can work with us. There's, there's, this has happened before. These yeah, sort yeah. of money grabs with, but, the, but on a scale, stars. Though, is. But, the, but on a scale and a, oftentimes, sort of talent level, way overreaching the source material, <laughs> particularly in the Casbo room. First of all, yeah, but I have a couple questions for you yeah. guys. This is probably obvious, but why are the studios doing this? For love of the art. That's exactly right. <laughs> Next question. No, why does this make sense to them? It, well, I mean, financially, because it's, creatively, fam- it's familiar to them, and there's brands that what's they can identify with. Not well, no, they're, they, TV is for, is, it's, is not familiar. It's the to success them. of Marvel pulling it off. Sure, is what everybody's looking That's at. They're, they're just chasing Marvel. Marvel. Yeah, and and it's and it's but but it's they're not just chasing it because it did well. They're chasing it because it did well into the billions. It's a ridiculous. It did b- 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 well. B- 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 billions. Yeah, and uh, so 
they're they're looking at that, and uh, so on the side of like the X Men, the other Marvel property that's not within the Marvel uh, wheelhouse, because Fox has it. Um, you know, you, you can compare those two fr- the, those two uh, types of worlds, cause, right. and you can see what a disjointed mess the X Men movies are in terms of like, the mythology, the mythology, and the continuity. It you know you can't try and make any sense out of the movies as a whole because they don't make any sense. Right. Whereas you can look at the Marvel movies, and you know they do. They, they do have a connect. semblance. Of they, sense. they they exist in the same world. Is it? Is it? And that's appealing. That's a right now. That's hugely appealing to. It, do you really think that the studio executives though care about the consistency of the mythology? Yes, because if you compare the X-Men universe to the greater Marvel universe and the amount of money it's made. And you can, there's a one very clear difference is that there's a level of consistency between the movies and, and level of consistency of the mythology between the movies that then people recognize and, and audiences can count on to, to, you know, to see built on versus the X Men, each one is like, I don't know how this connects to the What's last. Happening? I mean, if you, obviously it's all about money. That's this is all under For, the umbrella. Yeah, let's forget that. Let's forget yeah. that. That's yeah. the umbrella. It does. There is some um, good to be said some for quality control on its own, or at least. To have the foresight to have some quality control, even if it is for the bottom line, sure. is maybe laudable. In other words, um, the audience—if an audience feels it's in good storytelling hands, right? Mm-hmm. They're going to be more likely to get excited, to revisit, yeah. to look forward to the next installment. If Harry Potter was a fucking mess, the books—I'm saying sure—that didn't make sense from one through seven. Right. There probably wouldn't be the same anticipation. But that, Mm -hmm. like, and that's a good comparison to Marvel in that its mythology is consistent, but its mythology all comes from one source. Whereas one person. person. And and so I would argue that these writers' rooms are their their crass but maybe maybe well-intended attempt to give it one singular voice in, in the group of in, so in they the have voice. ten people in one room, and that those are the only ten people. Well, it's well, but you but you don't think of it as ten people. No, I understand. It's that. ten people, but, but it's but, one writer's but room. But maybe what the ultimate? Because I honestly don't. I mean, and I've been proven wrong before. I thought Hillary Clinton was going to win the election. I'm wrong about a lot of stuff, but it seems like a Hasbro universe and a Universal Monster universe will never be anything other than convoluted. Because part of the thing about Marvel is they're coming into it. Why DC hasn't been able to work it out, I would say, is probably mostly talent and and, and the brains uh, uh, in the development. But Marvel is a universe that already existed uh, consistently before the movies. You know what I mean? Because of the comic books. Yes, but... Um, but those are also products of a bunch of different people. <coughs> and but the guy, who yeah, 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 but, but, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. But and even in comic books, the the mythology <coughs> and the continuity of comic books, uh, large large publisher comic books, get so convoluted over time that they do these giant events 
where they reset their continuity. You know, every sure, they do sure. it more yeah, often now. True. They used to do it about every ten years. But all I'm but saying is DC that DC did it, it multiple times. Marvel's on it multiple right. times, and they've done it as a clearinghouse to try and strip away some of the extraneous stuff that would confuse newer readers or new audience goers. Right. And uh, to distill things back down to the, the So you don't go, wait, elements. who's that character? And then you yeah. go, oh, yeah. okay, you have 45 minutes? Let me explain. Yeah. So, well, what, what happened, first of all? Well, well, I guess what I'm saying, though, is that the Marvel Universe and the DC Universe have already gone through those evolutionary steps through these comic book uh, decades and decades of comic books. Whereas uh, Hasbro, that's a toy company. And the Universal Monsters were individual horror yeah, shows. And they, they haven't gone through that evolution already. Actually, in some cases they have because there have been ongoing G.I. Joe comic books since the 80s that actually have a very... This is super nerdy, but they, there's a very distinct mythology that was created in the Marvel comics in the 80s by the writer Larry Hama, who's kind of the uh, guy who's credited as making G.I. Joe kind of fun and have interesting. Have they done that with Transformers tour. too? Uh, yeah, not to the degree that G.I. Joe got it, because, because back in the 80s it was just a licensing thing, right. and then he... Hasbro was just kind of like, oh, great, we're having a comic book done, and he he was left to kind of do his own thing. Right. And if I remember right, um, he had a pitch in the early 80s for a new kind of Nick Fury shield uh, comic that mm. got rejected by Marvel, and they gave him the G.I. Joe property, and he adapted what he wanted wow. to do to the, to the toy thing, and then went off and did his own thing, and every now and then when the toy company would come and, here's a new, here's one of our new toys that you gotta jam in the comic book, here's a new guy, you go, this guy's stupid, I think he looks like an idiot, alright, I put it in the comic book for two issues, then I'm gonna kill him. And Transformers has comic books and get, too, and, he and all that it. stuff. He told, and he told fun paramilitary, you know. But I mean, is there stories. no validity to my point at all? I mean, you you bring up GI Joe, but all I'm saying is 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 Marvel has I, I think, has a more I, intricate mythology. Yeah, that but came I, but I think the, what you're getting at is a more fundamental question: is uh, there's all these different studios now that are trying to establish their uh, uh, shared universes, but. I don't think they're asking, I, I think, or maybe they are asking it and going, ah, fuck it, we're going to do it anyway because there's too much money to be made. But there's a fundamental question that has to be asked is, do these properties support a larger shared universe? Well, and also... Is there is there, is there a creative element that, that can support it? Yeah, I would ask that certainly about Transformers and most of the uh, most of the Hasbro properties. and the And I love... Universal monsters as much as the next guy, but I yeah. don't know why there would need to be. But also, will there be a glut on the market of mythology? Well, but let, let me ask you this: It's a lot to keep track I mean, of. Sure, yes, but and I don't what like to is keep track what of things. I don't. What, what is the difference, except for time, of between Marvel in the eighties and nineties or whatever? Deciding, all right, we're going to make the Avenger. I don't know when the Avengers happened. 60s. We're going to take all these people, these disparate mm -hmm. comics, put them together, right, in the 60s. And Universal Writers Room now going, all right, we have all these disparate monsters. Let's create a fucking mythology for them. Sure. I mean, it's all just nerds making up stories. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I get, yeah, I agree with you. And I guess the bigger question is, Will is there an audience for a universal monster 
mythology. I don't think, think so. I don't, yeah, think, I don't think so either. I think there saying. might be an audience for individual Universal monster movies. Sure. But for a shared universe, like, ooh, when is Frankenstein and Dracula finally going to team up? Yeah, part of the reason like, you want to see Godzilla and King Kong fight is they're both fucking gigantic. Well, and... And, yeah. and, and they'll wreck a lot of and stuff. because you've been playing with them since you were a child. Sure. You've but they've fight. already fought. I mean, that... But, that, but, but, but I saw, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, matter. all I'm saying is I saw that as a kid on the, like, Sunday afternoon creature double feature. I saw this yeah. stuff. But that just because I saw that in the past doesn't make me excited to see it in the future I mean, I think. I mean, I think in some ways, you know, uh, these larger story groups are they're they're helpful with large franchises so like you know uh star wars for example you know what they did when they bought when disney bought it from lucas they put together their big story group because they want to go okay we want to make sure that everything at least this is what they've said and they've kind of it's still kind of true i don't think it'll stay true forever but they they said we're starting over and the only thing that is canon official now is what were in the original movies and that last Clone Wars cartoon. And mm. they said everything else for the last like 30 years all the other like all the other novels that were done on comic books the with the so-called expanded universe is no longer canon. It's its own thing. It's still Oh really? Yeah, but we don't consider it anymore. We we're not taking it into account. Huh. We're just worrying about the continuity of the the six movies. And that that Clone Wars cartoon, right? And then they started rebuilding from there, and so they've had a, you know got a new cartoon since, a couple of new movies, <coughs> new comic books uh, from uh, Marvel uh, that are in line with this kind of uh, new continuity. Hmm. And um, uh, uh, shit, what was I going to say? It was uh, basically they you know they've said and as and they've been picking and choosing good bits from the old expanded universe stuff right. to but reintroduce not but not everything because not everything was they good they can't or, or make sense yeah together. well yeah it's too a it's too much I mean there's hundreds of novels right, and right, right. comics and video games and shit and, and their stated purpose is to everything Star Wars it's a property if it's a movie if it's a TV show if it's a cartoon if it's a comic book if it's a video game if it's a novel it's all in continuity it's too fucking much which man. is too yeah, much but that's what they that's what they're doing but that's why they jettisoned it and are have been and started I'm over. just concerned that these movies I, I'm but not you really, need a group to do that you would need yeah, it you're not really concerned I'm not really concerned care. I don't care but uh, I'm wondering if eventually these movies are gonna get as I said before, up their own ass so much that the whole movie, and I, I already feel that way about a lot of well, them. I, I feel too. like there's all these extraneous scenes. Well, that, that that's my question. Mythology, I don't give a shit. So about. here, so here's the thing. So, uh, first of all, are they stretching concept for shared universes thin on mere material that can't sustain it? The answer is probably yes. Oh, I, I, yeah. yes. And yeah. then, lastly, does mythology matter? And that's what you were just getting on, like. Does it make for a better Transformers movie that we know the origin of Allspark, for example? No. I don't even know if that matters. You know, it, or the Godzilla and King Kong movies. Does it matter if that there is a uh, a secret government organization that's been put in, in that's at least teased in Godzilla and, and pretty prevalent in King Kong right. and then in King Kong versus Godzilla? Gives us that that is in charge of tracking these giant monsters that come up from the fucking Earth's core or whatever, whatever, whatever. 
does that make for a better movie experience when we get King Kong versus I, Godzilla? I, I think like it can initially, but you know, I go back to the the comic book example, the 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 line wide rebooting of continuity that comic book publishers do a lot because once you let a universe run its course for a while by definition it's going to get con- convoluted and complicated it's going to get convoluted but i guess my my point is if you can imagine godzilla versus king kong comes out in 2019 mm-hmm. Is right. it essential that Let's it say. connect to no, the last they, King Kong? No, obviously movie. they have to have a good logical reason-ish why they've brought King Kong in to fight Godzilla, let's say, who's taking over a metropolis. Sure. And they went to Skull Island. Oh, great, now it's a crossover with DC. What? You said metropolis. A, a metropolis. <laughs> a metro area. Where's a metropolis? It's, be- uh, it's under B metropolis. <laughs> Right, would it matter then that you go, oh shit, that's the company who sent John Goodman in the 70s, but now they're being run by John Goodman's yeah. son. Played, played by, by John Goodman. Play, you know, played by some young CGI Hung. John Goodman. Sure. <laughs> well, Goodman Which would, it doesn't make any Goodman sense would, because John Goodman's Goodman still with would us. Die, Goodman would die in a video. <laughs> well, no, because he'd be 40 years older than John Goodman now. Right. Follow with me. Because that was in the seventies. Keep up. I'm so lost. He would be Wait, not, John Goodman be... now. Now, yeah, would be John Goodman would be ninety. The John Goodman in King Kong. Yeah, Skull but Island. he died. I thought we were saying it was his son. Oh, he died. I forgot. Back to de age him a little bit, like 10, 15 years. Yeah, yeah. But he looks exactly like his dad. Yeah, well, whatever. Who cares? <laughs> but you, but you, you get my point. It wouldn't really. No, I totally get your yeah. point. I, I was just thinking. Okay, so. It's that old uh, writing class cliche of start your story as close to the end as possible. But as a writer, right, yeah. you have to know all of your characters' backstories. So you're, you're writing from a place. Yep. So, and I think that's good. I think that's a good yeah. writing tool and I, rule. But should we be throwing all that shit onto a screen? I don't think yeah. so because I mean, it's not that interesting to watch. I mean, watch. I think unless you have an like a large scale story you're trying to tell, it doesn't necessarily serve you well. No, I mean, um, back, back, it's all exposition, even yeah. if it is as exciting as uh, two parents getting killed after a night at the theater or whatever the fuck Peter Parker was. That's Batman. I thought Peter Parker's parents were no, killed too. Peter no, Peter Parker's uncle Ben was killed by a burglar he failed to stop when he had a chance to. Oh, that's to. right. That's right. Batman's parents, Batman's were, parents killed were killed after they went and saw the Mark Zorro in the movies. <laughs> yeah. What happened to Peter Parker's parents? They just fucking no one left. Knows. They yeah. weren't into it. You know why? <laughs> they were dead fucking beats. nerd. Because they saw their son. I can't son. believe we had a nerd. <laughs> he was a fucking little nerd. Let's move to Bolivia. Anyway. All right. Well, That's that, canon, people. That, that's us talking about the bullshit. And next... And next, good transition. You guys nailed it. I'm I'm nothing if not good at transitions. What's really important right now is that we get our president in jail. Mm. <laughs> speaking yeah. of jail, and that's what this podcast will accomplish. Speaking of jail, this is movie jail. Now this segment is where we put a movie professional on trial for crimes against cinema. Where is he? He is remanded. That just happened to me. Mine blew up. We're drinking Guinnesses, everybody, and our Guinnesses blew up. This courtroom's out of control. <laughs> where, uh, where he or she is remanded to the Robert De Niro Federal Penitentiary, which has 
numerous, numerous uh, <laughs> levels and areas and. You don't remember uh, what they all are, do you? <laughs> Not all of them. But I well, can... why go through it? It's too long. It's a, it's a shared universe. <laughs> it's our shared universe. It's a garbled mythology. Our, but, but there's, our shared there's, universe there's, is a prison. There's include, you know, but but it, but it also goes to outreach programs and halfway houses and, <laughs> and ankle monitors and probations. And and uh, and you know, or just general restrictions on your next project. I don't know what the current film pigs tag is anymore, but it should be our shared universe is a prison. Now um, the honorable me is uh, at the bench. Oye, oye! Thank you very much. Your bailiff is not doing his job. I see. I see my old. Everybody, drink your beers because honorable Judge Stephen Falk has taken the bench. Thank you. I see our our my good lawyer friend with the with the scabies on his feet, Steve Skelton. Your Honor, I got this problem with feet. You got. They're so comically itchy. <laughs> but everything else going on in my life is so serious. Why, why, yeah. What, what about your son? We never really figured out what, what happened. I don't know, but I got to put these bags on my feet. All right. I'll forgive the bags. Yes, sir. Go for it. Your Honor, I was preparing my case, uh, and uh, I had a really bad sinus headache. And I got woke up at 4 in the morning, so I don't have a very good case. I was going to do a whole case... Um, first, I was gonna first prosecute uh, Tim Allen for being an uh, asshole. For just kind of being an asshole, and then I watched the Jimmy convicted. Kimmel's... I say convicted. No, no, no. Judge. I watched the Jimmy Kimmel oh. segment, and he's a jerk, and he's kind of hacky, but he was being extremely sarcastic. So you know, I was like, eh. Judging that against his body of work, which actually is a bunch of Toy Story movies, which he's funny in, and a bunch Santa of Santa Claus, Claus work, Santa Claus. Uh, uh, Galaxy oh, oh, Quest oh. and making this noise. Yeah. Oh, 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 and oh, oh, so oh. you know, I'm like, okay, you know, it's he was trying. So you were to be, researching your case and it fell apart. Yeah, it totally <laughs> fell apart. So then, I was gonna do a whole case about James Woods. Oh God, you're going after the right wingers <laughs> and his terrible, heartless behavior on Twitter. But then going but he, over what he actually said. But then said, you rewatched Cop. <laughs> no, but then going over what he actually said, especially about the death of the person that he was suing, made it impossible to make jokes because he's so hateful. Hmm? He's so. It made me so sad. What, wait, what are you talking so what about? Happened Research was, it on your own time. Yeah, let's he, hear it. Let's hear it. He, uh, he, uh, basically, he, someone insulted him you're, on Twitter. You're out of order. All right. But Just tell me what happened. He, Some people might not know. He, he, he said he was glad the person who was suing him died. Oh, Jesus. He sued someone uh, for a lot of money. Yeah. and Not it, the person suing him, the person he sued. Okay, yeah, go. And go so it. so he, he, he just, he, his okay, behavior is so hateful, I couldn't do it. So uh, I in, instead, I just, I want to present uh, just three actual home movies I want to go to jail. Oh boy! Have movies, you ever put movies, in movies. We've like, never these are put just movies. whole movies because I was. This is to unprecedented. Find individual is what people, it is. and I Your had Honor. a headache, and I just went in my research. I kept seeing these things and remembering these things, and went, "No, I want. I just want the movies to go to jail." This and is going. This, this is going to change. I don't everything. think this first one is even out yet, but I want the entire movie Chips to be put in jail solely for its tagline, "Chip happens." This is unbelievably lazy. And I hate it. Is, that's on the is, is that's chip, on the marketing chip, is department. Chip happens not already a chipmunks. That's movie, what I was thinking. That's I thought. Is this a chipmunk? But it just upsets me, and I hate that. Second, 
I want the entire movie Passengers put in jail for somehow... Did you see it? Yes. For somehow embodying the cliche of Act 3 problems even after its massive, massive Act 1 and Act 2 problems. <laughs> this movie is nothing but problems. It should be in jail. All right. Finally, I want the entire movie, Office Christmas Party, put in jail <laughs> for not even making a token attempt to give their leads something to do other than their standard comic personas that they're, stare, that they're just typecast into doing. Uh, this also begs the question for the court of whether or not the actors themselves should also be punished for doing this movie in the first place as none of them need the money. Jason Bateman, Jennifer Aniston, Olivia Munn, T.J. Miller in particular. Most everyone else are working comic actors and this is probably at least a decent job. Kate McKinnon gets a pass because she's a national treasure. And Courtney uh, Vance was great as Johnny Cochran. And yeah, and Courtney Vance, yeah, is again, he's, yeah, he's, he, he gets a total pass. T.J. Miller probably isn't as rich as the rest of them, so maybe we give him a pass, too. Nope. But, uh, <laughs> but that's, like, I got so sad and sinus headachy after reading James Woods that I just want the, these movies in jail. All right. Prepare to roll. Oh, On yeah. the third uh, issue. Office Christmas Party. I have to recuse myself. Okay. <laughs> For various reasons. Uh, the second... Uh, passengers. The second movie, Passengers. You can't recuse yourself, is it? Can you? Judge, no, that's, judge? judges that's are job. supposed to do that when there's well, a conflict. Well, doesn't... Don't you have to give it to another judge? Don't you have to give it to another judge? Doesn't somebody have to take over? Can I rule? The bailiff? No, you're not a judge. <laughs> Can the bailiff? I mean, that's not. I don't a know. This is. We'll weird. have to kick it down the line. Anyway, uh, office. Uh, the the second one is passengers. passengers. Um, I have not seen it, so I cannot rule. Sure, you can. So. Uh, <laughs> uh, you can rule. You can. I haven't seen it. You can. It looks like garbage. It does Come on. look like garbage. It looks like where do you want to put it? Garbage. I don't. It's somewhere in jail. Wherever you want it, just want it in jail. All right, all right. Here, here you go. Passengers will, from now on, will only be seen in jail. <laughs> it's a jail movie. <laughs> it's now a jail movie. Uh, it's like an airplane movie, but, <laughs> but for jail well, and, and on star <laughs> and on star. <laughs> that's that's uh, that's fair. Chips. Chips. I I I feel like we have to see it because the trailer made me laugh a couple times. I'll uh, say I'll say this, and I'm just a bailiff. Then put the I'm just a bailiff. I like I'm just, Michael Pena. Yeah, put the like marketing department. Put the marketing department. And I actually, and I know this is not popular to say, but I like Dax Shepard, and I liked his movie Hit and Run. He likes gas-powered vehicles. And he likes comedy, and those things work well together. Well, to be fair, what upsets me about this is the tagline. All right, Chip's marketing department, you're hereby uh, remanded to the Robert De Niro Federal Penitentiary <laughs> for a, a term of six months. Just a little little slap on the wrist. That's fair. And Passengers, the movie, you're remanded now to only be shown in uh, federal and state lockups. <laughs> And we'll come back to Office Christmas Party once the copy of it that my mother-in-law apparently ordered for me for my birthday finally gets to me. She pre-ordered Office Christmas Party for me. We're not going to talk about it again? All right, that sound 
Oh. Wait, what? What? Why can't we? Uh oh. What's that? I don't know what that is. It's a terrible sound. I'm so confused. It sounds sneezy. Oh, it's because. Oh, I know what this is. Oh, you guys, that's Nicholas Cage. Mr. Nick, you always fool me. Same thing. This means it's time for the Nick Cage Memorial Bazaar line reading. And this is where we take a, uh, a, a line of dialogue that's been uttered by an actor that can, can go into our vault, our museum, our canon, and sit behind, but side by side with any great scene-chewing Nick Cage line reading. What do you got for us, Tom? Okay, you guys, um, and I apologize if years ago I already clipped this. Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. I don't know. We've I'm, been around a long time. and We've been in a while, and I could have made a mistake. but We won't remember. But when I was reminded of this, and this is the sixth film starring this particular action guy. Oh, my God. Um, and he chose to end his sixth film... Not with a giant action sequence, but with a monologue, oh, a speech uh, about the environment. And it's, oh, very, God. it's very interesting to hear this speech now, considering that he, we did this, right? he is maybe, no. No. I don't know. Okay. Maybe. I've clipped this guy before, but I don't know if we it was this. We might have done a different clip okay. from the same movie. But... He or we did it. I really don't know, but it's really interesting to listen to because he is now a hundred percent behind our our current United States administration. He is a very uh, close friend of Vladimir Putin. Um, but all the things he says in this monologue, and they're delivered maybe not in the best way in an acting standpoint, but they're all salient points. And they remain salient points. All right. So I say... Uh, what is it? It's from a movie called On Deadly Ground yeah. starring Steven Seagal. Oh, Jesus. Here we go. It's how the movie ends. I'd like to start out by saying thank you to all the brothers and sisters that have come here today representing this cause. Jesus Christ. I've been asked by Mr. Talk and the Tribal Council to speak to you and the members of the press about the injustice that's been brought against us by some government officials and big business. How many of you out there have heard of alternative engines? <laughs> engines that can run on anything from alcohol to garbage or water. Garbage. that can get hundreds of miles to the gallon. <laughs> Could run on a multiple Steven Seagal can practically run forever. You don't know about them because if they were to come into use, they put the oil companies out of business. The concept of the internal combustion engine has been obsolete for over 50 years. But because of the oil cartels and corrupt government regulation, we and the rest of the world have been forced to use gasoline for over 100 years. Big business is primarily responsible for destroying the water we drink, the air we breathe, and the food we eat. They have no care for the world they destroy. Only for the money they make in the process. It's kind of hard to listen to because he's so excited and passionate. How many oil spills can we endure? I know. 
He millions really is. Millions of gallons of oil are now destroying the ocean and the many forms of life it supports. Is he reading this for the first time? Is he just cold reading? <laughs> I bet you money he wrote this. He wrote it. He's reading it off a telephone. Does he have a list? But the plankton is dying. Yeah. I thought, well... Which he's really cut back on simply by mumbling and having other actors do his dialogue for him in current years. He sounds like a really, um, a really boring Alec Baldwin. I would pay money to see Seagal do that monologue that Baldwin did in Glen Gary. It's only good business to continue doing this. They influence the media so that they can control See this do-rag? do-rag goes one in your car. For ourselves, and if we do so, we're called conspiracy nuts and we're laughed at. We're angry because we're all being chemically and genetically damaged. And we don't even do <laughs> What a shit end to a movie. <laughs> yeah. this and this is like a three-minute mile. Yeah, and, and then the right movie is over. Noses, we see our car and the car in front of us spewing noxious and poisonous gases. It's an indictment, though. What a pain in the ass this man is. He's a wonderfully awful pain in the ass. That's why he has to make his movies in other countries. That on a certain day, we wouldn't be able to see 50 feet in front of us. That we wouldn't be able to take a deep breath because the air would be a mass of poisonous gas. This is a great choice, Todd. we wouldn't be able to drink out of faucets that we'd have to buy water out of bottles. It really reaches a non-crescendo. Unfortunately, the reality of our lives is so grim. And so much of it is not true. (laughs) Wonderful. But it also goes against, entirely against where he is politically now. And that's what's interesting about it. It's it's like a scathingly boring indictment. I've heard people running for city council in small towns be more impassioned. I'll be honest, I think this is why he shifted his politics, because when he made this movie, everybody made fun of him for giving this monologue at the end, and he thought it would be received as this great truth, and we all shit on him. So he's like, well, fuck off, I'm going to go hang out with Putin. Everybody treated him like the crazy Can I be a judge again and say we stop this? No. No. Ten seconds. That's it. That's it. Then the then the the, the Native American says, "Hey, help!" But isn't say a isn't that it, not to, not to be a dick? But isn't that exactly diametrically opposed to what the whole spirit of this segment is? A good line, an interesting <laughs> line reading, a weird, interesting line reading. That's the most monotone fucking delivery of a bullshit. Yeah, I just thought it was bizarre in concept yeah. and more than delivery. But if you listen to it, which we wound up talking, but if you really listen to certain, I'm the, not going to really he pronounces certain words. It is weird. It is weird. Not going to. All right, I'll, I'll allow it. it. <laughs> this doesn't matter. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, shit. Uh. I guess I have to allow this. What? Don't games. My games. I'm not Todd's looking at cheating. Your oh, Todd's shit. cheating. That's right. It's time for. It's a game time, you guys. We're going to do a little. Oh. Little contest. <laughs> we oh. always enjoy games here. Well, here's the thing you guys have wrought something horrible. And that is games that take a lot of effort and energy. Oh. And uh, instead of, I used to do a lot of trivia. Yeah, you did. You complained a lot about it. 
And they took yeah. a lot of time, and I got no appreciation for spending a lot of time making oh, like Jesus. 30, 40. So this so the is works like back a, on you this fuckers. Is like, this is a passive aggressive yeah. thing? No, this isn't passive. <laughs> Listen, this is called pitch session, shared cinematic universe. <laughs> Fuck off. I don't want to do this. There's a lot. There, Can we there, just play the Seagal thing again? And then... <laughs> there are a lot of cinematic universes out there that have not been explored. Oh, Jesus. I am the head of a studio. And um, I have brought you two in, my great greatest minds, to convince me that the universes that I uh, have selected as being ripe for the picking will work and that you should be the ones to be behind them. Oh, okay. All right, we're going to do eight. Mm-hmm. So we're here's why eight. Eight shared universes? Four each. Here's what you'll have to do. Here's okay. all you have to do. I'm going to tell you what the shared universe is. Okay. Okay. You tell me what the first three movies in the pipeline would be. And all a very right. brief description. Okay. Right? Thumbnail sketch. Yeah. If I tell you G.I. Joe. Uh, okay, so uh, G.I. Joe. It's, it's, it's Stripes. It's G.I. Joe. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. All right. Stripes, and then, and then, far more and violent. Then, and then G.I. Joe uh, and Cobra have to team up to, you know, whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 And then who would you put in charge of the whole thing? Oh, you mean oh, God, like who's going to run the whole, universe? The whole, the whole. Yes. Like an actual Hollywood person. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Director. It could be whatever. All right. Be whatever. All right. Uh, Rochambeau for the lead. One, uh, two, uh, go. Uh, uh, Skeleton. Uh, John Hughes. Tell me, about, I'm thinking, I, I own all the John Hughes movies. Wow, okay. Tell me how a John Hughes shared. So do I, but only work. on DVD. <laughs> okay, this is, this is really an exciting opportunity. <laughs> yeah, actually. Uh, yeah. I think so. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think, first off, you have to make, it's the same high school. Oh. All the movies. So all the different characters, you know, uh, from uh, 16 Candles to uh, Breakfast Club to Ferris Bueller, they're all at different times, possibly, yeah, you know, yeah. within here's here's the shared universe. It's a, a four year high school and they're all kind of uh, either freshmen or upperclassmen going through high school at different times. Mm. And mm. so this is how this is how uh, the universe will all connect together through the shared high school experience. What are the first three movies? Uh, so the first the first three movies. First off, it's a reboot of Sixteen Candles. Okay. So we're gonna start uh, with that to to reestablish the high school to right, reestablish sure. um, uh, the awkwardness of being in high school mm. and dealing with family. But update, refresh, and and it's uh, but it's gonna be all hip hop. Uh-huh. Oh. So, change all the music. Yeah. By that you mean black kids? <laughs> no, white kids, but just hip hop. Exactly. I mean, we're still in exactly. suburb. We're yeah, still it's in still suburban, suburban, suburban Chicago, Tom. So, <laughs> Let's so, take this opportunity to whitewash yeah, something that was be already white. whitewashed. Yeah. Todd, let's not get crazy. All right, so the first one is a reboot. Of it's a reboot candles. of Sixteen Candles. Yeah. Um, then what are we going for? And then uh, what we're going to do in there is we're going to introduce. In the background, as a background character, you're Ferris Bueller. He's going to be a freshman. We're going to see him pop in and out here and there. Right. Um, he hasn't gonna, like quite got his, not his yet. cred yet. Here's the thing. He's, <laughs> he's a dork. Oh. Right? Well, he's one of Farmer Ted's friends. Exactly. 
He's a nobody wants anything to do with him. He's not the coolest kid in school. And maybe maybe in one scene, some some random background, there's a quick scene. And so like, hey Ferris, nice shirt. Why don't you wear this vest? <laughs> exactly. They throw him the Ferris exactly. vest. He's like, mm, whatever. Yeah. And then he makes it his own. And that's like a turning point for him. All right. Mm. So uh, so mm. then you have a Ferris Bueller movie. Right. No. Oh. Ferris Bueller movie is the third one. Okay. Right. Second one is Breakfast Club. Oh okay. Of sure. course. Yeah. Um, so and uh, and but Ferris is in the Breakfast Club. Oh. So we're gonna replace kind of the Anthony and Michael Hall character, kind sure. of merge him with the Ferris. Uh, I see. So he's gonna start out nerdy, and that's where he's gonna become cool. In well, the Breakfast Club. And in the end, though, in the end, the the Anthony and Michael Hall character does not end up with one of the girls. Maybe we change that. Exactly. Because Ferris. That is such a good note. Thank you. And we absolutely maybe he ends up with two girls. So both of them. I like it. And then the third and then one. The third one is your Ferris standalone. Your Ferris standalone. <laughs> and it's his senior year. It's his day off. And uh, he's, he's home he's, alone. He's he's finding his way into the world as a man, as the coolest. How are we going to make this Earth. this last one universal though? How how does this incorporate the whole? Universe. Well, um, it's uh, it's uh, also homecoming weekend. Oh. So, and he's class president, and so mm. he's been absent the whole day. So he still has to figure out how to make the homecoming dance happen. Uh, okay, that that's where you work in, and that brings it all and back. Maybe in Uncle Act Buck three. is one of the yeah. chaperones. Yeah, of course. Okay, of like course. It. Maybe we get John Goodman uh, to right. be Uncle the new Uncle Buck. So uh, to put together a writers' room. Oh, who's who's in charge of this whole thing? Gosh, John um, Hughes is sadly passed. Yeah, no, no, no. Hughes is uh, sadly passed. Gosh, who would I put in charge of this? Um, uh, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw you a curveball. Yeah. Uh, and I'm gonna put Tina Fey in charge of this. Sold. Oh. That'll that'll That's the, a good the, the, idea. The, the feminists will mm-hmm. that'll shut them up. Um, <laughs> That's what it's about, shutting up them Basically. goddamn feminists. I mean, I'm saying, I, I feel like with this, this we can do this at a price. I feel mm-hmm. like we can do this for, mm-hmm. with a price. Um, we're going to need to get a, a strong room together. And uh, a strong room of, of, you know, some of your, your better rom-com director or act, writers, some, um, some solid TV guys. So it's not going to be the most expensive room or universe. I'm going to give you... Do you think you can operate the room and do the three movies for $350 million? Yeah, I mean, that's going to be tight, but uh, <laughs> I think we'll be able to scrape by. Okay. We'll have to cut, bra- cut back on the LaCroix. Yeah. All right, I like it. Especially... Todd. If, yeah. You're up. Great. Number can two. Can I pass? <laughs> Number two, McDonald Land characters. <laughs> God damn Wait, it. McDonald Land? Yeah. You mean the restaurant? Yeah. <laughs> I own the I, I I bought the I don't own the restaurant but I bought the franchise rights to hamburger fry guy Mayor okay okay cool cool so cool. many exciting opportunities I I, I grimace got I got this <laughs> uh, so the this first so thing you need is the first three movies right or, oh, yeah what are the first three movies okay I mean if you're gonna do a McDonald's uh, McDonald Land. McDonald Land. Universe, yes. uh, a movie. Uh, the first movie obviously has got to star Ronald McDonald, the the clown, mm-hmm. the head of, of the thing, and it's kind of it's actually kind of cool because 
the movie, the very first movie out of the gate is your McDonaldland Avengers. Uh, even though it's a Ronald, it's just called Ronald McDonald, right? Sure. And you got all the guys in there. You got Hamburglar's your villain. He's stealing the burgers. Um, and all Ronald McDonald wants to do is help the kids in the Ronald McDonald house. Right. Oh, God. Who have trouble. Right. And, and they need help and they need hamburgers. All right. And the burglar, Hamburglar, is stealing all the shit. And he uh, gets all his friends involved. Um, what kind of movie is the, this? The what, Fry Guys. What, what, what are our age? What's our age range? This is a this is an action comedy. Uh, ah, uh, ah, okay, uh, I'm with you. It's, now. it's it's it's. I think, like artistically <laughs> speaking, yeah. I mean, and this is just me, but I, I'm willing to compromise. But I see this as a PG-13 film that I'm can reach. Towards a younger uh, group, maybe that are a little bit more mature. Yeah. Uh, but if you feel ultimately that that that's not the right market, I get no, it. No, I'm with but, I'm, I'm with the stick your guns. But I, I like action comedy. All right. Yeah, what's, what's, action PG thirteen action comedy. So we have Ronald 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 McDonald character. He introduced us to the friend to the Ronald universe. McDonald played what's number two? played by Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> is the main uh, character. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm loving this. <laughs> this is awful. I, I'm loving it. Uh, what's your second movie? Uh, the second movie um, is uh, uh, it's 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 a it's sort of uh, the second movie is really important because it's the second act in this awesome trilogy, right? Yep. Yes. Um, and you'll see where I'm going once we get to the third movie. But the 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 second movie is called. Happy Meal. Oh. <laughs> All right? That, and, that is an important asset. And we bring it in. We bring in... The main character in the second movie is a is a kid. It's a, it's oh. a 10-year-old girl, and she gets a Happy Meal. And what she doesn't realize is the Happy Meal prize toy that she opens up out of that little piece of plastic. AllSpark? It's the AllSpark. Yeah. Right. And, and that AllSpark... Uh, <laughs> Generates the power. You know, the, the, you, you, I don't need that much. This All is right. great. This is All right, this great. Is, I, I love where you're going with this. And then the third movie. Happy I mean, obviously, yeah. the third movie of this great franchise yes. is clearly about grimace. I mean, this uh, is this is the McDonald's uh, Hulk project. This is oh, this is this is what Marvel don't can't, even say anything. Can't don't, don't, do you right. Said Grimace as Hulk. Just don't can't say do anything. Right. I want to know. Mark, Mark Ruffalo is Grimace. Who's in charge of this whole thing? Uh, the person in charge of this entire uh, franchise is. Uh, you know, I, I, this is going to sound weird, but I yeah. want to put Steve Martin in charge of everything. I want him to come out of his uh, movie retirement and get behind this because he's so good with family stuff and yeah. uh, good with comedy and he understands. It, I, I, I'm going to stop you right there. I um, okay. I think we got to put some money behind this okay. for it to work. So not a Steve Martin. No, 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 no. I'm I'm on board. I think that gives us cred. And okay, heart. good, good. Uh, we'll just get uh, Michael Bay's line producer. Or, or I'm, I'm yeah. Come, I don't even know who that is, but great. Board. Get uh, get Michael Bay's line producer. Happy sure. um, Grimace. Do you think you can do that? Can cobble together a room and make these three projects for six hundred fifty million? 
I can. I think I can. Okay. I think I can. We're in business. Give or take 25 mil. Um, uh, that, that's <laughs> that your, will just that's disappear. That's your contingency. <laughs> that will go into my vacation. <laughs> All right. I'm on board. Good. <clears throat> I'm throw your curveball here. All right. Oh, I'll, Jesus. Uh, oh, curveball. P- Pixar. What? Pixar. I have That's the right. Too hard. I have the right. That's too hard. I See, the, this I, is I the, bought the rights. This is the curveball for me because Pixar may already be a shared universe. It's not. That's the crazy thing. That the crazy thing is it might be because they keep it. dropping hints in all of their movies. Uh, well, the, the, it, my rights extend to 2018. So, so let's, let's yeah, keep that's going. right. So, yeah, B- so. Bugs Life turned up in Toy Story mm-hmm, too. Mm-hmm, let's get going. Mm-hmm. So let's get going. This is uh, the first movie. Is uh, we're gonna do it? It's gonna be like a, a faux uh, documentary style. Mm. And it's going to be oh. uncovering oh. the hidden world of Pixar. Oh. And it's going to be going after all these Easter eggs. It's, gonna, it's called Easter Egg. It's called Pixar's Easter Egg. And it's just about finding all of the connective tissue. You just make, you're, you're doing the work. <clears throat> you're mm-hmm. setting the ground rules. All right, yeah. I love it. What's the next one? So, next one is uh, who's been doing this? <coughs> right. There's right. there's a creative element. There's a creative force. There's some sort of entity like behind the end of this Lego universe. Movie. Yeah, yeah. And you don't know who it is. Yeah, is it oh. is it the builder? Is it is it the artist? Is right. it the computer? Is it the lamp? We don't know what it is. It's the see. That's the thing. Yeah, it it's is the, the lamp. lamp. It has to be the lamp. It has to be the lamp. And that's what we get in the third movie, which All is right. the quest for the lamp. Quest for the lamp. All right. Good. Here's what I'm gonna say. This is all very good. Um. Is, who's running it? Did oh, I who's it? running it? Well, I mean, this is a very. Uh, it, this needs someone who's very sharp, <laughs> yeah. who's uh, uh, can think on his feet, who can write characters, who can puzzle things out and figure things, uh, figure out clues and put them together in a smart, uh, intelligent, and uh, uh, very uh, verbose manner while mm. they're moving around. So, Aaron Sorkin. Oh. oh wow brainy wow all right here's what i'm gonna say hmm. I, I like it i like the world i like what you've done i just found out i don't own the rights to Pixar. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there's no money <laughs> i just got screwed <laughs> that's how hollywood works <laughs> damn it well todd yeah now i know i can get the rights to this Okay. <laughs> uh, look, mistakes were made. I sent a lovely muffin basket. That wasn't skeleton. that wasn't fair. You should have sent more. Than it was a, a it was a delight. Well, it was also I, I sent him uh, three nights at Sandals Resort. Oh, it's a nice place. Well, two uh, sorry, two night, three days technically. Oh, he sent me but, like it, the t- the thing he sent me wasn't all inclusive. He sent you muffins and a, a non all inclusive resort. But I own Did you this. pay for his flight? I own this. So, <laughs> So forget what he's been saying in the press. Right. I own this. He's he's uh, Todd. Yeah, the periodic table of elements. <laughs> now I can get this. It's in the public domain. I've checked. <laughs> this is a horribly cruel game. Uh, <laughs> it's not. There's built-in personalities. You still have one more to do after this. No, two. 
After this, though, he's got one more. No, this is his second. Oh, there's oh, four this is, in that's total. That's much worse. The Let's periodic go. table of elements. I okay, only have so, two more. All right, so. Uh, Look at the personalities. <laughs> I got three movies, like right? I got distinct I got, little personalities. I got three movies, right? Just three. I got three movies, right? Yeah. Oh, boy. All right, so it's important to. Establish your star, your anchor. Yeah. <laughs> Let me go with oxygen. Oh, yeah. The first movie is about oxygen. All right. Because everyone has to breathe. Yeah. Oh, there's your tagline. Yeah. Everyone has to breathe. Yeah. What kind of movie is this, do you think? It's a movie about uh, oxygen <laughs> getting sucked out of the atmosphere and everybody's oh. having a hard time breathing. Oh. And then... Uh, Ronald McDonald, played by The Rock, has to save everybody. No, no, no. We can't cross over. <laughs> oh, yeah, I thought. Different no, but you know, I don't need studios. more. But th- what kind of movie is this? It's an action movie. It's an action thriller. Lo- I, you know, I wouldn't have gone with action thriller, but I'm into this. What is Because the of oxygen movie? getting sucked out of the. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. The second one is. The pitch is going very well. The second movie is called Hydrogen. Okay. <laughs> Oh, it's about fire. It's and, a disaster. And it's a disaster film about blimps. Okay, <laughs> we'll we'll change blimps. And what's your third film? The uh, third. Let's bring it home here. It's gotta be hydrogen again, so you can do H two O. Yes. No, come on. What's your third film? The third uh, movie. Let's get a little levity. Yeah. What's the funniest element? Uh, helium. We'll oh, go with helium. helium. There you go. Um, if you want levity, <clears throat> I mean, I mean, who's who's gonna do? Who's gonna oversee this? This writers' room. James Gunn. I'm into this. That's a good choice. That's a really good choice. Um, I'll be honest. My my overhead for these rights are zero. Um, sure, because it's one's the actual element. Drill, one's a disaster. Helium is gonna be. That's going to be a little more comedic, like Deadpool. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I, I gotta, I gotta give you, I, I can give you 400 million for this. I'm, okay. kinda, I'm getting screwed in this game. Yeah, you got fucked. This is, but fun. that's, but this that's not bullshit. on you. That's not on you. That's on him. All right. <laughs> because he, all right, Skeleton. I hate this town. Skeleton. He fucked up a deal. All right. So I, I bought this. He they, threw you under the bus. They didn't know the I don't wh- know why I'm back in your office. <laughs> they, <laughs> Oh, we made you up. Fucked me. You fucked me. You fucked me. Your agent sucks. <laughs> no, we're already, we're already working on the John Hughes. We have to keep it nice. Yeah, yeah, you got to keep it. Cool. Um, we're. I got this at a, a discount, but uh, the 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 universe is the um, the vacation National Lampoon's vacation. Oh, National Earth. Lampoon's vacation. Oh, wow. Okay, so. Oh, so you're doubling down on the universes? Is that how this yeah, game that's goes? That's already a universe, isn't it? This is my own universe. Okay. Vacation. Okay. We're starting over. Oh. Is okay, but are now are we including the last reboot? <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand. Or is it utterly fresh? No, it's starting. I over. really don't okay. understand this game anymore. No, I don't either. You have the intellectual property of yeah. vacation. I don't okay. understand it, but I have. I thought such it was over. Ta- I thought I such we a great had, take. did our two things. Let's go. Uh, now Let's we got to do four. Let's hear your take. Oh, I thought there was four and. Let's go. Okay. So. <laughs> Uh, I got shot. We're doing. We're doing uh, National Lampoon's Vacation. Yeah, it's the Griswold family. 
and Duh. it's uh, Clark Griswold once again yeah. for the very first time. Mm-hmm. What about which Rusty? Which is the tagline. Yes. Uh, is taking his family. Is taking his family. Todd. On vacation. Leave the room. Sorry, that was. Here's fun. what sets us apart. This is what okay. sets our universe it's apart. It's a vacation reboot, but. But. Clark suffers from PTSD because uh, he was in special forces. Oh, shit. And he compensated for this when he got out of the service yeah. by becoming the goofy dad. Oh. And things catch up to him because uh, on the road to Wally World, he also runs afoul of uh, some old army buddies who are now part of a paramilitary group. Oh, my God. And they're up to no good. They're smuggling drugs. You're making, you're making vacation an action? It's an action comedy. Oh it's a family action comedy because here's the twist. Yeah. The twist is they seem like the all-American family, but when shit goes down, they've all been taught uh, how to use guns all, and fight by dad. It's going to play great in the red states. Right. Uh, what's number two? <laughs> so, number two, <laughs> yeah. of course, is European, European vacation. vacation. They're stopping Bigger. terrorists <laughs> in Europe. I love it. What's the third? Okay. And the third one is they finally get pulled into uh, uh, the, the war on uh, Christmas. <laughs> no, they finally get pulled into the uh, uh, secretive. Ooh, multinational okay. yeah. global anti-terrorism force, right? That uh, <laughs> that like the United States, England, France. It's a secret. Uh, it's kind of a Mission Impossible kind of thing. But here's my pitch. This is you know this is a process. Oh, of course. Yeah. No, it's back. It's a, <laughs> it's, a, it's a back and forth until inter- you tell me there's no fucking money. <laughs> it's the international spy uh, organization with, but. Not just spies. With but. Families. There you go. Of spies. There you go. Huh. So you have the Griswolds having to interact with an mm-hmm. Italian family mm-hmm. of spies, uh, a Dubai family mm-hmm. of spies, mm-hmm. uh, a Polynesian family mm-hmm. of spies. Do they have spy kids? Oh, they have lots of, of kids. I love this. Yeah. This is going to be expensive. You're goddamn right it's going to be expensive. I, I, I it's going to have... cost at least as much as that last one was supposed to have cost. <laughs> All right, I just you just lost yourself fifty million. I'm giving you nine hundred fifty million. <laughs> Holy shit! For this franchise, Holy I, shit. I I feel good. Who's gonna be in charge of this writers' room? Paul Greengrass. Oh, really good. Oh, I'm I I just upped you to one billion. <laughs> <laughs> one billion. All right, Todd, you ready? Yeah, I guess. Steven Seagal. <laughs> A shared universe of Steven Seagal. Wait. Wait, how long do you want this podcast to be? <laughs> Steven Seagal, tell me what, what is this shared universe? All right, the so, shared universe of S- Steven Seagal is in so many possibilities. In, 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 it's intense. Uh, but I think to be true to Steven Seagal himself, you Don't. have to. Wait? I wouldn't. I'm going to start with Agent Cold, uh, who turns up. In the mid-range DTV era of... Uh, Agent Cold? Yeah, his name is Cold. He's got a very uh, strange past. It's checkered. Uh, um, he he might have worked for the CIA. Okay. He might... 
So it's like an origin story for the first Seagal character. Yeah, it's really hard to determine where he was from, but (laughs) the only thing that's clear... Because of the accent? Well, in some scenes he has a southern accent. (laughs) In some scenes he sounds like an American black guy. I got a lot of money to give out, but I have very little time. So uh, so put Agent Cole... I'm getting it. We're going back to basics. Agent Cole. Action. Agent Cole. 80s style, but with a new. No, 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 no. You're getting real confused. Are you familiar with Steven Seagal? This is late 90s, early on Steven Seagal. So that's what Agent Cold is. Okay. Okay. And that's where you want to start because you don't want people to get into the next movie and get get disappointed. If you end with Agent Cold, people are going to be like, what the fuck happened? So the next movie, the next movie is when we bring in Nico, a cop with an attitude. Oh, I, okay. Now we're going ponytail. This is, this is, this is, no, it's not, it's not ponytail. It's the beret though, right? Is Nico the beret? No, Nico's (laughs) the very first Steven Seagal movie. It's above the law. Oh, we're going, now we're going backwards. Mark for Death was the beret. Yeah, Mark for now. Death. We're going to My what? Mistake. What era is this? This is, well, this is the new, right? I'm supposed to come up with new movies, yeah. right? Right. So, <laughs> but this, in the real Seagal, I'm trying to. I'm just trying to. Right. Get. So Steven Seagal is Agent Cold. Like this is how but exactly now he's Nico. a real Steven Seagal but see, movie. But we goes. already, but we already set, but we already have set up with Agent Cold <laughs> that we don't know what he is. <laughs> so. Steven Seagal can also play Nico, a cop with an attitude, in the remake of Above the Law in the second film in this new universe. When was the first Above the Law? When did it come out? 1988. Yeah, that's what I said, 80s. Okay. All right. All right. I got confused about what you were saying. I just want people to be clear that the, it's a shared universe. Okay, but how, was it, how does it relate to Agent Cole? No, it's, it's very clear so far. How are you building the universe? This is what you need to understand about Steven Seagal. He is Agent Cold no matter what he's doing. But he calls himself, and he can be completely consistent about who he is through a whole movie. But by the end of the movie, you've also revealed that he's still Agent Cold. So is there an organization who's in charge of trying to keep track of Seagal? There's no organization. It's called Cold Snap. <laughs> no, I'm saying in this, in this unit, for, for this universe. Oh, in this universe. Cohesive. Cold Snap. Yeah, yeah, he's he's cold. It's, there's a cold snap. Uh, there is a there so is he's a, Nico. There is a the above the law guy. There is yeah, a, absolutely. Right, and then and then in the third movie, yeah, yeah. Guess who he is? I don't know. He's Agent Ryback. He's a cook. He's just a cook. <laughs> Under siege. But he's also Agent Cold. Okay. He's Agent Cold in all these movies. Sure. <laughs> That's a tagline for every one of these movies. But when he's just a cook in this one. You know, he's just a cook. But how does this bring together the the? How does the, the third one needs to bring together everything? He's a cook. <laughs> what the fuck? I need more. I need more to give you money. Stephen Scalls, Agent Cold. <laughs> he's he's Nico Coppola, and he's also Casey Ryback. Who's a cook? But what is it? What is cold spell? How, how does it, how do they all work? There together? is a cold spell. There's they, always a cold spell because he's to, always in your cold. How do they all work together? They're all Steven Seagal. What the fuck? <laughs> Why are you wasting my time? <laughs> I thought you knew what you were talking about when you asked me to come and pitch you the new Seagal universe. Yeah, but I'm, a, I'm asking. I'm, we're doing it new, so we need to. 
freshened and updated and cohesive. I have. I started with Agent Cold. Not, right. not Nico. I'll just ask for formality who's in charge of this whole thing. Stephen Chappelle. <laughs> oh, I knew you were going to say that. Jesus. All right, do you think you can do this for $50 million? No, you're an asshole. About, well, in Thailand. How about rumors? Sure, in Thailand. We'll do it in Thailand. All right, I want to do it here, so I'll give you $65 million. <laughs> That's oh, not enough. <laughs> That's so confusing. All right, Skelton. Yeah. <laughs> U.S. presidents. <laughs> They're all in the public domain. <laughs> okay. There's a lot of exciting ways you could go with this property. There really are. There, there's literally 45 different ways you could go. Here's my take. Yeah. Time travel. All right. Mm. All U.S. presidents oh boy. are time travelers. Yeah. So, we start w- at the beginning mm. with George Washington. Mm. Numero uno. I like it. Our first he's president and... But he's from the future. But he's from the future. They're yep, all from the future. All right. What's the next one? So, then the next one is... I mean, that one writes itself. It's, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's George wars, Washington. It's, uh, yeah. it's spies. Yeah, so, we're like yeah, an we'll adult if, thriller. It's like, we're talking yeah, about the political thriller Political action. thriller with some action and uh, the formation of the country. We're rah, talking about rah. adult thrillers. Yeah, totally, totally. Okay. Then... Um, then let's uh, let's uh, uh, roll forward uh, to uh, uh, Truman and the dropping of the atomic bomb. All right. End of World War Two. Right. Right. And then uh, 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 we tie it all together mm. uh, with uh, Barack Obama. Oh my gosh. And that's when he has to travel through time. But Obama's from the past. He's a slave. That's the thing. That's the thing. But then he joins, but then he joins the time traveling group because they all have to unite to stop Trump. Trump. I'm into it. Uh, Who has stolen the time machine of the presidents. Who is, who's in charge of this wonderful? Um, Gosh, there's so many uh, interesting people. I want to put Spielberg in charge of this. I think he's going to cost, so... Oh boy, we're talking about a lot of spectacle. I, yeah, it's, uh, but bombastic, it, 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 but it's, it's also human. It's also and human. a lot of feeling. I think you know we get Kushner to write them. Yes, of course. I think we could do it for seven fifty. I think we could, but if you really want to, you know, I'll go eight fifty. Yeah, you gotta, that's all you, gotta you gotta, you gotta, spend the money. Todd, yeah, bring it home. Okay, take this seriously. <laughs> I, I am. <laughs> Steven Seagal. <laughs> because uh-huh. it's close. It's good. The close is good. It makes okay. it exciting. Well, it's not that right. close. Gave me, like, for the problems. listener. I mean, I got screwed uh, over on I, one. I, I found these rights are completely available. All animals. <laughs> I wish you could see the look on Todd's face because Todd. he's so tired. Todd. Animals. For the first movie <laughs> in my animal shared universe yeah. trilogy is obviously <laughs> possum. That doesn't make any sense. It's possum. What what kind of movie is this? It's about a possum. Right. What kind of movie though? 
it takes place all in Don't do the seagull bit again. No, I won't do the sea. I won't do the seagull bit. Fuck off. Although there could be a seagull. Shh. That was my second movie. You ruined this, it. All right. What, what is it? What, what kind of movie? What are we talking about? Possum. It's 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 a horror show oh, about horror. a goddamn possum right. that hangs out in the garage and you can't get it out. You can't get it out of the garage. And as much as the guy who has the family in the house in North Hills tries, he can't get the possum out of the garage. It's a nightmare. It feels like he's really speaking from experience. It's like The Conjuring, but with a possum. All right. The second movie. Yeah. It's called Seagull. And it and it's about a seagull who's secretly Asian cold. <laughs> <laughs> Played by Yeah, okay. Uh, all right. All right. And what's the third one? Platypus. <laughs> That's and a it's, twist. It, That's a twist. And how does this tie in? To the other two? Well, well if you mix if you mix it, a seagull and a fucking possum, you get a platypus. <laughs> it's clear what it why. That's how it's where you wind up. What kind of movie is it? It's a disaster film with giant explosions and there's platypuses running amok. I'm assuming it's a prequel. It's got Gerard Butler. <laughs> Who's in charge of this whole thing? Who's in charge of the the, the whole thing? The animals. Universe. Oh, uh, <laughs> Roland Emmerich and Dean Devlin. It's they're together again. They broke up and they're back right. together. Right. All right. <laughs> Possum in the garage. I can do for a price. Seagull. I fold that into. Well, that's, that's an origin a, story. You got to start small. Snowbridge with the sixty-five million. Platypus disaster film. <laughs> I mean, the only way that works is it's got to be big. It's got to be huge. So it's got to be one geostorm. Wow. <laughs> for a platypus movie. Uh, and, and Todd, for <laughs> having no energy <laughs> and for giving up, uh, <laughs> y- you sadly made the most money. It's I weird. got screwed on that one franchise. It's weird how cynicism wins in this I didn't, town. I didn't own it. <laughs> I got screwed on that franchise. All right. So that, that little sad noise is, means it's time for our bottom five list. The five worst things about multiverse rooms. How did you pick only five? Number five, forcing Pulitzer Prize finalists like Michael Chabon to think all day about G.I. Joe. (laughs) Number four, so many white men. So, so many white men. Oh, it's true. Number three, shared universes are just a marketing ploy and many ideas can't support, don't deserve that much narrative thought or thought at all. Number two, means less writers working on original material. Mm Mm-hmm. Number one worst thing about uh, multiverse rooms, often these poor fuckers have to go and actually write the stupid Avatar or Wolfman movie afterwards. Oh, Jesus Christ. That hurt. But they'll make so much money. They'll make so much money. Listen, guys, if if, if there's one thing of, of positivity I can pull out this one moment of, Positivity. If studios more and more try to mine their intellectual property against the unknown quantity of the original idea, committing many millions of dollars to breaking story and mythology for everything from old TV shows to fucking toys, 
Hopefully it'll expand and grow to the point that I am hired on one of these rooms. <laughs> I can swoop up some of that sweet, dumb, shared cinematic universe <laughs> coin. Yes. Yes, this is a long con to get I'm hired. All, I'm all for that. You shame people into hiring you. Be it John Hughes, Reboot, <laughs> Vacation, Animals, doesn't matter. A classic matter. liberal tack. Just no, shame this is just people a, into this getting is a real. long interview. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, my name's Stephen Falk. That was uh, The Film Pigs. Um, I'm joined here with Todd Robert Anderson. Hey, thanks for listening. Skelton. Thank we, you, uh, we, We've not been doing our weekly show um, due to... Not doing uh, it? Not doing it. <laughs> yeah. um, but maybe someday we will do it again, we hope. We'll see. Um, I would like to. But go to filmpigs.com nice. for all the... We've been doing a lot of reviews in our cars. We've been doing these podcasts. And that's kind of it. Uh, you can see yeah. our whole backlog uh, through our website, and we're also hosted elsewhere. But we I'm not going to say their name. We have so much content, you guys. Do you guys have a movie you want to uh, car vlog soon? Is there something I'll coming see out? Whatever, I see any movie. That's my. Okay. my Is there yeah, something coming out know. that's? Like, I feel like there's there's. I'll something. almost see literally anything. Is there something coming out this weekend? I feel like there is that I want to see. Yeah, no, we should make people listen to us figure that out. Bye, guys. Thanks. Bye.